1: Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond, but at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless.
2: This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With Diamond Jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of
1: jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey guys, I've been telling you about how we are big fans of Tekova's boots. Heritage, tradition, quality, comfort, style. And service are some of the best features of Tecovas, but now they also have a gift for our listeners. Tecovas will throw in one of
0: their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps free with a minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com.
1: Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R-E-A-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S. That's
0: T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. And point your toes west. Does your wife keep track of what you ate? Oh no 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 no! She doesn't no, keep track of what I ate. That's I don't great. mean like
1: I don't mean like keep track of what you ate in terms of like hey you're eating too much. I mean like the good shit in our house. She's watching like hey, 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 hey you had the last M M&M and M packet that's mine. Yeah we do fight over M and Ms the peanut kind.
0: We fight over right. candy a lot my wife and I. Yo sp- yo uh, we should talk about this because a lot of people don't know. Go ahead. But it was Cinco de Mayo yesterday. Yes. You what were you fasting do? so you didn't participate in Cinco de Mayo. No, what obviously. did you do? What did you do? So, Casa Vega is one of my favorite Mexican restaurants in the Sherman Oaks area. Right. And, you know, nobody can go to restaurants right now, but they had a little drive-through going on where you can mm-hmm. get, you know, tacos and 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 beans and rice and and, you know, whatever was on the menu.
1: And margaritas?
0: And margaritas. How do, so they, how do
1: they give you the margarita and the drive through?
0: They put it in a half-gallon pitcher.
1: <laughs> that doesn't seem Not even a
0: pitcher. It's like a half-gallon. You know, like we put milk in it. You know, you get milk, and you, it's a half-gallon bottle, yeah. of, uh, jar, yeah. of, whatever it is. Yeah. They put it in that. Wow. And we got three of them.
1: Oh, my God. Did you get hammered? We only have one left. <laughs> you guys had a party over there.
0: We drank a gallon of margarita yesterday.
1: Oh, my God. Wow. Delish. I'm so jealous. I literally this 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 fast thing we're on. It's like all you eat is this thin soup. It looks like it looks like gruel. Remember that thing that Oliver wanted more of? Yeah. that's what it looks Lisa. like. yeah. it looks like or like what they'd what they'd slop on on a pirate ship, what they'd serve you for dinner. That's what it looks like, right? Does it have like a little bit of celery and like a little bit of carrot? It looks like cartoonishly watered down soup. That's what we're allowed to eat. but it's it's white colored. No, it's the color of whatever flavor they think it is. It's like tomato is like tomato colored, but it's just right. got little specks of crap in it. Wow! But just you wait, Donald. We're gonna you're gonna check in when we record on on Friday, and you're gonna you're gonna say, "Wow, you look even thinner." I want to I want to fast, but I want to fast. Should we sing?
0: Should we sing? Yeah, sure. Why not?
1: I, I'd like to count in today because I realized I haven't counted in in a long time. I've been giving it to you. I've been giving it to Bill Lawrence, our guest. Giving it to Judy as a present. And, and and I and I just feel feeling left out. Well, Zach, I want you to give it to me. Go ahead. Okay, Dan, hit it. I like a little. You know what? You, wait, before you hit it, Dan. You know, I always thought it was so cool when DJs are on the radio do the thing they call talk up. Like they know exactly when the words come in, and they stop talking right at the. I believe DJs call it talking up a song. Right. Right? So they, they, I'm sure they have it labeled somewhere, like the lyrics start at five seconds in or something. And I always thought it was so smooth. So I'd like to talk up this song. Go ahead, do it. Okay, here we go. So uh, I'm not going to count in, Dan. I'm just going to talk it up. Okay? Here we go. <laughs> I'm nervous now. I'm nervous now.
0: <laughs> There's a lot we of go. pressure on you.
1: Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. We're so glad you're joining us. And here's a song written by Charlie Booth, Donald Faison, and Zach Brown coming at you. Here's some stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and a Lots of talk on the social media about you know what I mean? And uh wow. and you. Is it uh, is it that bad? No, it's it's just it, people just need to accept it. It's part of your way of speaking. It is part of my I'm way of speaking. I'm just concerned though about those who are doing it as a drinking game that that, that we're gonna turn people into alcoholics. I'm of the, I think we should keep the dings, but
0: if you don't want to keep the dings, we could we could remove the dings.
1: And also, I heard, by the way, Dan, that you missed some. I saw on Twitter, some people were like, the dings were hilarious, but you guys missed like four, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dan, what was the total? I mean, of the ones you caught, what what was the total? Nine. Wow. That's not a lot
0: for an hour, dude.
1: By by the way, that's when you were trying not to say it, dude.
0: But But I was also... It was me not. It was me using it as slang, though. At that point, it no, wasn't no. me just saying, "You know what I mean." After everything I said, somebody brought to my attention that you say you know a lot. I'm just going to put it out there. Really? Somebody oh, you're trying to this- shift this shit onto me. <laughs> listen,
1: listen. I do. I listen. We all have. We all. If you record someone for multiple hours, you're going to hear some of the th- the, th- the things that they say when they speak. I'm sure we all have our own ticks. Yeah, I'm sure you listening right now judging us. You probably have some vocal go-to's. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that the ones that kind of
0: get on my nerves yes. are like when people say I mean all the time before they yeah. say anything I
1: mean. It's like, "No, I get it." Or like, I mean, I hear You say like a
0: lot. We all say like a lot.
1: Though. I know, but the young folks really use like a lot.
0: Yeah. That that's the one that gets me. I mean I mean I mean, I and mean liter-
1: the, the wrong use of literally is also a, a bit of a, a pet peeve. Really? That's abused. You literally don't like that. I literally <laughs> <we> <laughs> literally get annoyed when people overuse literally. Should we get into the episode, Donald? Let's do it. I love it. Merry what Christmas, an everyone. What an Merry I mean, I gotta, Christmas, I'm just going to jump right in and say, okay. holy shit, you are so good in this episode. Oh, I forgot how Turk-centric it was. So did uh, it I. Really, it is a Turk episode, and it is a um, Turk episode. It's a very Turk episode, Donald. It's some great not, moments. I'm not just saying this because I love you so much, but I do. But holy shit, you are so good in this episode. And I multiple things. There's the there's. The, we could spend a whole episode of this podcast on that gospel fantasy. Right. We're going to spend plenty of time on it. Don't get me wrong. But also your 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 dramatic acting at the end when you're all upset. The scene with you and Judy on the roof, you running to the park. I just thought you did really, really good work. Oh, you're a sweetheart. You know, thank you,
0: first of all. Second of all,
1: this was one of my,
0: this isn't necessarily one of my favorite episodes, but there's so many really cool things that happened in this episode that I got to be a part of. One was obviously the gospel choir thing. That was a lot of fun. One of my favorite movies of all time is Coming to America. Me too. And also, Which Way is Up. And in Which Way is Up, Richard Pryor plays a uh, reverend in a church. And in coming to America, Arsenio Hall's portrayal of the Reverend is amazing as well. And so, if any, if I was doing anything
1: in that scene, I was stealing from the two of them. Well, because let's I just get right to so it. amazing. Let's get right to it. You are so fucking funny in that. And I, well, I watched it like multiple times just because that scene. I think it's one of the. I honestly, I know we just started this, but I think it's one of the best fantasies in Scrubs history. Solely because of your performance, and I know that you're doing an homage to your favorite one of our favorite movies coming to America, but you really made it your own. I mean, I just was dying laughing. The jerry curl, the, um, <laughs> yeah. the, the swinging of the arms, the padding of the forehead. Uh, yeah. we gonna, we gonna, what are you we gonna, gonna, we gonna cut sp- them open? And then we're gonna sew them right back together. <laughs> <laughs> you were, I remember that day genuinely cracking up, and you were just going for it, man. You were you were literally sweating your ass off because it was hot, as I recall. Yes. And you were just being. But I wasn't sweating un-
0: my ass off, so you kind of used "literally" in the way that you hate it.
1: Okay, you're right because I
0: was literally sweating, but my ass didn't fall off. You're right. You're okay, right. Okay, there stand, it is. I stand there it, is. <laughs> it
1: is. It is literally not possible in literal sense for someone's ass to be sweat off, I believe. I believe that's true. Joel, please look that up.
0: <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that scene, man. One of, the, one of the great things was looking out into the audience also and seeing, you know, how background really enjoyed themselves. And then also seeing familiar faces in the background. Colonel Doctor, for the first time, is in this yeah.
1: episode. Wait, before we, you're, you're jumping around. Let's just stay focused on you. We can't go to Colonel Doctor. When he's the in the background. I know, but yes, okay, sorry. But I didn't even want to go to Colonel Doctor yet because it is his first appearance in a Scrubs episode. He shows up in, uh, in, in the background of Sarah's scene first.
0: Also, Neil Flynn in the background of this episode, uh, clapping.
1: Yes, that was funny. <laughs> was hilarious. And what about me when I get the spirit? And then you catch in the Holy Ghost?
0: <laughs> Dude, that freaked me out the first time I ever saw that. I'm going to be honest with you. mean with in you. real life when someone... In real it. life. My oh, first yeah. time ever seeing Oh, you someone... saw it in real life. I've saw, listen, I went to church with my babysitter. It was like a midnight mass type thing. And we went to church and we saw, first of all, people around us are catching the Spirit, right? Catching mm-hmm. the Holy Ghost. And they're losing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm safe. I'm here with my babysitter. I know she's not going to catch the <laughs> Holy Spirit. She Flash cut to she catches the bad boy, and I was like, "Yo!" <laughs> so how did she start acting like? You... She just out of out of nowhere, she just started dancing, mm-hmm. right? Like you did, like yeah, your yeah, character yeah. does, like yeah. like JD does. She started dancing, and then she started praising God. Yeah, which is what you know. As a youth, when you don't see stuff like that, like my grandmother was Piscopalian. so we had to go to Piscopalian church and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it wasn't like that, you know what I mean? Right. Even though it was all black, it wasn't a Baptist church, you know what I mean? Right, and when, right. you go to a, when you go to a Baptist church, you know, they, they put it in. That's some, That's. Well, some. I'd l- love
1: to do that, by the way. I, oh, thinking, it's
0: amazing. The choir, choir, everything.
1: I would love to have the experience of going to a church like the one we're representing in this show. I just think it would be amazing. I've never seen that in real life. Obviously, I've seen it on, on TV and in, on video of people speaking in tongues and 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 no judgments i'm not i'm i'm whatever works for you that's amazing i like you said as a child i was always like oh my god what is what is happening right and it was so shocking to see someone uh reacting like that to get so, touched by
0: the spirit of god so
1: I, I like the idea that jd you know got the spirit when you yeah. uh, you were such a good minister that it just came right. to him
0: right the the music got into him and and,
1: and I don't even know was that got scripted or did I just improv that I don't recall. Do you remember? I that? don't know
0: if it was scripted. I think I think you might have it To be I honest, think with I think I just
1: thought I said to Bill like, "Oh my God, I should get the spirit." I think that'd right. be funny.
0: Yeah, amazing, <laughs> amazing.
1: What and a you know, scene, man!
0: A great scene. The choir was the great. choir was
1: amazing. Although yeah. they, although we do um, we do have two of them that, that spike the lens and wave at the camera around eight sixteen. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> they got they may have caught the spirit too and, and decided to wave to the lens, but. uh but they were they were amazing. And by the way, am I mistaken, or did you or did you when you were just riffing? One of the things that was you were so great when when they would when you would be in your element and they would just tell you to go, whether that could be the, the dance, the famous dance you did that, that that everyone always talks about or or so many things. But in this moment, when you were just riffing and being that preacher, I mean you just got lost in it. And it was so amazing to watch you do that. But I remember that when you can What's the name of the song we sing in? Yeah, because I couldn't you remember, couldn't the, song. remember the, name of the song. I couldn't
0: remember the song. And they <laughs>
1: kept it in. I thought that was so funny. Qua! It
0: was supposed to be something like, Qua! Let us, let us, you know, uh, let us uh, uh, bless the congregation with the song, you know, Christ the Lord. Right, right. right. And I, I remember getting there and being like, Qua! What's the name of the song we're singing?
1: <laughs> but you stayed in character. It was so funny. You know, it was such a good lesson early on in Scrubs that if, if we stayed in character, a lot of that stuff could, if it was funny, would stay in. Right. And, and that was a perfect example of, of you doing that and Bill going in the edit room like, oh, that's funny. That's staying. Yeah. Yeah. You so, it.
0: so this whole episode, uh, it was written by... Deb Fordham. Deb Fordham. That's right. Who also wrote the musical episode?
1: Right, was the one of the main writers on the musical episode, and I think actually participated in writing a lot of lyrics for the famous musical episode. That's right. And Jeff Melman was the director, and I just learned a little trivia that he directed some of the sitcom you did, The X's. Yeah, I did. I I did. Did you not put two and two together?
0: I did not remember that.
1: Do you remember? (laughs) Do you remember?
0: I do, do you, know who Jeff Melman is, but now
1: that you have said that... Well, oh, yeah. he, only dir- he only directed one episode of Scrubs, and it was 20 years ago, so you're okay for not remembering that. But I don't know if you put two and two together that you also directed your sitcom, The Exes. I think
0: we even talked about him directing an episode of Scrubs when he directed the episode of right. The X's.
1: But anyway, yeah. And Kristen Johnston, who you did The X's with, I bought her house. That's where I live. Yeah, not only that, but you guys also did Twelfth Night together. We did Twelfth Night together in Central Park at the Delacorte, and you and that's when she said, hey, I want to move out of L.A., I'm over it, uh, do you have any interest? And I was just at the time when I was um, starting to think about uh, buying my first house. And what's funny is that she was quite an entertainer. She threw a lot of bashes uh, at, at the house. And so over the years, when I've told people that I, I bought the house from her, they're always like, oof. I've been so fucked up in that in your house. <laughs> wow. Of, wow. Well, she's
0: now sober and she's written a wonderful book called Guts, yeah, which is out it. on the market right now. And if I you guys it. are listening and want a good read, uh, in the voice of Kristen Johnson, she also does the audio book. You check yeah. check it out. It's very, very, very revealing and she's very open about her addiction, and so yeah. if you get the and opportunity. When you're,
1: I've read the book, and it's amazing. And you should get it. And when you're hearing about some of her partying, just know it was happening in my Where bedroom. Where you live now, <laughs> yo? Somebody
0: got mad, dude. You? Oh man, somebody got mad that I ruined that joke, or that not the joke, the bit of trivia.
1: I know. On on one of the last episodes, I I said I, I was going to do a trivia for Donald involving the Breakfast Club, and he ruined it. And some guy, <laughs> some guy wrote on Twitter. I was legit excited for a bit of trivia, and Donald did indeed ruin it. (laughs) We got to filter in some more trivia to the show. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, Deb Fordham, Jeff Melman. um, It's a great episode. I got to say, you know, they're not all this good. This was a darn good one. And um, first thing I wrote down was Nurse Tisdale at 35 Seconds In. Yes. Which is a homage to the film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Now, some of you younger folk might not know that movie, you should watch it because it's a seminal 80s film. And I remember watching it at someone's house far too young to be watching it. Like, I should not have been watching that movie at the age I was. And I remember feeling like, don't move because I don't want any adult to to, to notice that I'm here and I'm watching this. And I probably shouldn't be watching Phoebe Cates reveal her bosoms. Yeah. Uh, do
0: you remember movie, when you saw that I, movie? I do remember when I saw that movie. and. You know, the one thing that stuck out from that movie for me was Sean Penn. Totally awesome. And his yeah. uh, Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. A little bit of trivia for you. Do you know who wrote that movie?
1: Um, yes. It was A- Amy Heckerling. No. Cameron Crowe. Amy Heckerling directed it? Absolutely. Okay. Amy Heckerling, who wrote and directed Clueless? Wrote and directed Clueless, yes. So it's Six Degrees of Donald Faison is what you're saying. Six Degrees of Donald
0: Faison. Forrest Whitaker's also in that movie. He directed Waiting to Exhale, and I was in it. And I remember going on the audition for Waiting to Exhale at the same time I was shooting Clueless, the movie. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, Forrest and I had a little conversation about his experience with Amy. And the reason why I got Waiting to Exhale, because I'm sure there were a bunch of people who auditioned for it. But Forrest told me, he was like, you know, I went with you because, you know, you're working with Amy. And Amy gave me my start. And uh, oh, there was some, cool. there was a form of nostalgia in it for me. That's really and cool. And so I got to be in Waiting to Exhale with uh, Whitney Houston, well, Angela Bassett, Loretta Devine, Leila Rashon. I got to, oh man, I got to meet uh, several actors from Michael Beach to one of my favorite all-time performers,
1: uh, Gregory Hines. That's one that, I've never seen the movie. I've got to be honest with you. But you've never seen, seen "Wait and Exhale"? No, but I'm going to write it down because we're looking for quarantine movies, and I I, I do love your work. You should watch "Wait and Exhale." It's a
0: lot of fun. It's.
1: A, do you have a good part in it, or should I need to just fast forward to your scenes?
0: No, you should watch the movie. The movie's actually very entertaining. All right. uh, it's it's it's, and the soundtrack is amazing, by the way. Holy cow, babyface! You put your foot in it when you made that one. I don't I don't know what that means. It just means he put
1: some he put some he did a good stru- job.
0: He put a little strewzy on it. What happened you know to
1: babyface? I mean?
0: He's still doing his thing.
1: Oh, I just haven't heard about him, him his his name in in the public lexicon in a long time. Anyway, we digress. Let's get back. Sorry, into we digress. Nurse Tisdale. Um, she's coming down, doing an homage to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. By the way, you, if you haven't seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you should, because it perfectly, I think, encapsulates a period of time in in the 80s. And, uh, and it's a really, really, I mean, it was written by Cameron Crowe. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, 58 seconds, Snoop, you know, showing up. Snoop's in a lot of this episode, Snoop Dogg uh, intern. Snoop Dogg was in a lot of this show. I know it's funny if you guys start looking at the background, you'll and see. And not that Snoop
0: Dogg, real Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg turn. <laughs> if you'll see,
1: if you guys look, at, if you guys look at these episodes uh, closely, you'll see that basically they're just they're just moving around the same twenty background folks. And uh, <laughs> there's times where it's like there'll be one scene and Snoop's in the background, and then then we're upstairs and Snoop's in the background. I'm like, guys, come on, we just saw. Yeah, Snoop. well, he
0: he worked a lot, and then uh, yeah. But now we're starting to introduce new characters, so you'll see Colonel, yeah, Colonel so Doctor. Yes, one
1: fifty-one, a momentous moment. Colonel Doctor, first mm-hmm. appearance in the background, as Bill told us um, on the last episode, uh, named because everyone thought he looked like um, Colonel, Colonel Sanders, Sanders right. from
0: the Kentucky Fried Chicken commercials.
1: And is he still alive, or or did he pass? I believe he passed away. I believe he passed away. Well, he was an older fellow when we we're doing this twenty years ago. Right. Um, by the way, someone clarified for me on on the social media interwebs that the Beard Fassé film I was trying to remember was Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I knew it was a Fincher movie. it was
0: Fincher, you're right. So I was
1: right about it being Fincher. It's Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Um, Daniel Craig is on a plane and the camera sort of just dollies past a close-up of Beard Fassé. So thank you for the the, uh, listener who helped me out with that. All right, on that, we're going to go to break. We'll be right
0: back.
2: Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply.
1: And we're back. Hey, listen. I occasionally, season one, would go out partying with you during yes. the week. Yes. I was occasionally, feeling, yes. I was <laughs> feeling myself I had never had a dollar in my pocket, let alone. Um, some, some hit fame. television show. hit right. television show. And you and I, uh, I can't, I mean, it's 45 years old. You can't imagine you would ever do this. But in our 20s, we would occasionally go out the nights of filming. Occasionally. I remember we would say things like, all right, look. Just, we're just one. just going to do one shot. <laughs> how about just one? I'm sure everybody we're out there do- can relate to, yeah. some, to your friend going, how about just one?
0: Yeah. We're going to do one shot. Hard so to cut to. Hard at 6 to- o'clock in the morning, if we're gone by midnight, we could be home by 1, and then we still have a good five hours of sleep.
1: Right. Hard cut to, like, at 6 in the morning, we're in Orlando Jones' swimming oh, pool. Oh, my
0: God. It wasn't even 6. It was, like,
1: 4.45. Right. And, <laughs> and it was the <laughs> night. Six,
0: you had to be at work at 6.
1: And I had to. Did you have to go in or just me? You didn't have to go in. No, I had
0: to go in, but I didn't have to be in until, like, oh, noon. Oh,
1: man. This was, this is, this. is if you looked at a graph of me being irresponsible at, at work, this was the high point. Because I think I was in Orlando Jones's pool, hammered at 4:45, yeah. And that day I had to shoot this Fonzie um, fantasy at 3:41. That starts at 3:41. <laughs> so when you see that Fonzie thing, not only am I hungover, I'm I'm still buzzed.
0: Right, <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still buzzed from partying with Orlando Jones,
0: dude. To this day, that's still one of the most epic nights. I mean, I know. we've had some pretty epic nights, but well, because I we hadn't... were so young and fresh yeah. in the game, and I hadn't as met that was... many stars,
1: and, right. and and I was just like, I can't believe—are we going to Orlando Jones's house yet? Yeah. yeah, he was
0: fresh off of doing. Uh, he he had he had already said goodbye to the Seven Up commercials, and now he he had the movie that had just come out with him and uh, David Duchovny and uh, Sean William Scott called Evolution or something like that, and we right. were all hanging
1: out. I don't know, but I was in excited to be with any star. I was excited. I was just excited. I felt like I'm living the Hollywood dream. I'm not waiting tables anymore. I'm partying right. with Orlando Jones and Donald Faison in a pool. Yeah, and, D- and Deontay Gordon and was Deontay with us, Gordon. too. <laughs> and Deontay Gordon, Donald's uh, Donald Standin slash our friend. And uh, and then I went and did this fantasy. So I was just watching it because I remember that being in pain, and it's it's a very funny fantasy. So I'm, I'm I'm I was grateful this many years later I didn't ruin a moment for the fans because that's a funny fantasy.
0: It's hilarious. He's not going to make it. Then you come in and you
1: I fawns his like chest. He's a jukebox, like he's for those a of jukebox. you who are too young to remember, the fawns who I'm spoofing here pretty much had magical powers, I mean, in Happy Days. When it Days. came
0: to jukeboxes and women, yes, the Fonzie. No, maybe
1: in the beginning he was just jukeboxing, but then, like, as I recall, in later episodes of, of Happy Days, he would literally, he could, like, work magic he with his He could snap,
0: couch. and women out of nowhere would show up.
1: Yeah. Fonzie had to move out of Milwaukee because he had dated every woman in Milwaukee, as I recall. <laughs> that, was a, that was a subplot. He had, he had been on a date with every single woman in Milwaukee, and he could, so he had to go out of city for that.
0: Right on. Such a um, funny scene though. Such mm-hmm. a funny scene. And that's how you you know we all believe
1: in miracles. Well, that's how that's what starts off your really cool arc about testing your faith. And and so was it dropped from you? You mentioned earlier that it was was your was Chirks religiousness dropped from here on out? Like did it ever come so up again? Did you it, stop wearing that cross? The cross is I so prevalent. By the yeah. way, I love how you never see this cross ever before, but in this episode, because you're supposed to be religious, the cross is in every every shot.
0: Well we sh- we shot it in another episode also, but the cross is uh was it was after this you don't see the cross anymore, um, I believe. And we don't talk about Turks' faith really anymore. Which is bizarre, because at the
1: end of the episode, your faith is restored. I mean, you literally have a sign from God to to go save a pregnant woman in the park. Right, like I just knew she was in the park. Yeah, how did you just know? Did you even know, does Turk even know Sarah's storyline about her having a a pregnant woman? I I think the whole hospital knows about it because she's
0: escaped. And everybody's on the lookout for Okay. Her.
1: So you're on the roof. By the way, how funny is it that Judy trying to cheer you up wants to bang on the roof of the hospital? I know. <laughs> I thought that was a funny plot line. Like, like, here, baby, I'll cheer you up. Let's have sex on this gravelly, dirty rooftop.
0: Yeah. I look back at that. I look back at that and I'm like, Turk, what were
1: you thinking? I love yes. how I'm I love yes. how I love how I'm watching it going, ugh, it's be so gross. And you're like, oh, what was Turk thinking? <laughs> <laughs> mean, was... like I, I I don't know I, I I think having sex in like really awkward places is, is always so like such a thing you only see in movies like have you I'm had bl- sex
0: in awkward places before?
1: Well, I'm not going to go too into my sex life for everybody, but I do. I think I have hooked up on the beach with 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 someone and thought this looks way better in, in the movies. There's like sand right. in my creases. Yeah. Uh, no, I have never had sex in really any awkward places, there you go or... um uh, we're giving the exclusive here on fake doctors real friends donald Faison never having sex in an awkward place
0: like i, I know people that have done it in some crazy places
1: i'm like yeah, there's people who are into that they're like yeah. they like they think of it like notches on their belt like we you're not gonna believe where we banged the hospital roof <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah turk and carla aren't that couple
1: what about those people who, bra- who brag about having sex on air- in airplane bathrooms? I-, I always thought that would be humiliating to, to, to come out of the bathroom and everyone's looking at you and it's so it's not, obvious what you did.
0: It's not – well, the, the thing is not a lot of people have the opportunity to have sex over a mile above the earth. Right. And so I get the allure.
1: Yeah, You do get the allure.
0: I, yeah, I get the allure, but I'm not, real, I'm not jealous of it.
1: Like yeah. you just said, you I know can't I mean? picture you doing that. It doesn't sound like a very Donald Faison thing to do. I mean,
0: you never know, you oh, know. So you might.
1: I mean, if it's a private jet. Oh, a private jet doesn't count. I'm talking about a commercial airplane. Like yeah, no, non- no,
0: no, 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 no. Especially now after. After what we're going through right now with this whole quarantine thing, I don't. Oh, well, before anybody's...
1: the quarantine, you would definitely bang in a bathroom.
0: Before the quarantine, I think a lot of people would be like, "Yeah, that's a possibility." But now, I think after the quarantine thing, it's like oh, there's a little too much
1: germs. And... I can't picture Casey Cobb being like, "All right, there's no way, it's absolutely time. not."
0: I would be like, "Babe, let's do it," and she'd look at me like I was stupid. She'd come <laughs> on, buddy, come
1: on, buddy. That's funny. All right, so the park's called Miller Park. I couldn't help but think that might be for Krista Miller. Okay. Right. Yeah, sure. The park's called Miller Park. I mean, Bill said he's not great at naming shit, so. Speaking of Krista Miller, she's back. She's back, and she looks uh beautiful and she's funny as shit and um 633 is the first time I say banana hammock. No, yes, I... <laughs> what is a banana hammock? Is it the thing that Rob uh, that that Rob aka Todd wears that the tiny Yes. Yes. And, and 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 it's called a
0: banana hammock because obviously
1: it's you're like laying your banana in a hammock. In a hammock, okay. Now I guess there are people, men, that wear these for real strippers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're comfortable, if you don't have problems with your thighs rubbing together, banana wow. hammocks are very comfortable. There. Do you
1: would could you ever consider? Would you ever consider? No, knew, because wait, listen I have, before I, you answer. If you knew you weren't going to be photographed by a paparazzo, by the way, singular of paparazzi is paparazzo. I don't know if you knew that. Okay. If you knew that you weren't going to be photographed and it would just be you on the beach in, in, in wherever, Brazil, would you would you rock one of those? If I had no
0: worry about anyone ever seeing me in this, yeah. Yeah. then why not go nude, right?
1: No, I'm talking about you're still on a beach. People are, like, around.
0: Oh. No, then no. I would not no. rock one of those. If people are around, then no. I would okay. never
1: rock one of those. I sometimes think it would be fun to wear a Speedo. Like, you know... Um, I, again, I don't want to wear it and, and have people look at me and, and judge, you know, everything going on. But I think I just think sometimes when I see people wearing them, I go, I think that might feel nice. Have a, a speedo on, be out and about.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I prefer to. I have issues with like chafing with my thighs and stuff like that because oh, so... you don't have a thigh gap. Yeah, no, I got quads and I got some <laughs> thigh gap.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have a thigh gap. Let me see. Yeah, I have a little thigh gap.
0: I don't have a thigh gap.
1: Yeah, we have my,
0: big legs. My, my, my inner thigh touch.
1: Yeah, they clap.
0: They clap. That's the worst. Oh, you want to talk about feeling, uh, feeling uh, uh, running with the chafe yeah. after a while and then having the burn in between? It's the worst. So you
1: can't jog because of your thighs?
0: I can jog if I put on something like compression shorts, but I can't wear, like, wear tighty Like I don't wear tidy whities because even just walking – Is an issue with Tidy Whitey's.
1: Yeah, I don't wear Tidy Whitey's anymore either, but I I used to be quite loyal to them. Yeah. The janitor is for no reason at 940 punched in the balls by a little girl. And um, both the little girl and the mom acknowledge the janitor. So, um, Bill, since you hold fast to the idea that the janitor only reacted with JD in season one and may have been a figment of his imagination why is it that a little girl randomly punches Neil in the balls and he reacts?
4: Uh, Yeah. When the janitor got hit in the balls by that girl, uh, like the nine and a half minute Mark, uh, you want me to explain how the janitor can only interact with JD. If this actually happened, that's easy. Um,
1: Five, six, seven, eight. No, Bill, stop. Turn it off. Fucking
0: guy. Um, the old school PSA. Yes, great. Hilarious. So funny. Very funny and very clever.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, and and just well executed. Uh, kudos to to Jeff Melman, the director, and 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 Deb for writing it. I thought that was just really clever, really well executed. Those those sort of spoofing those nineteen fifties, you, know, you know, what do you call them? Instructional videos. Yes. But then afterward, after the fantasy was over, we did it again.
0: Where uh, the person who did the voiceover for the fantasy is now in the room
1: with you, right. and then he brings up like communism as though he's still back in the '50s.
0: Right, and then looks off, he's looking off into the distance, I guess, into
1: nowhere, and then you look at him to see what he's looking at. Right and then you exit that direction. I think he was trying to be one of those like, you know, picture like a 1950s announcer guy who's like looking off into the distance, and thus we will fight communism. And so, and then he's sort of frozen like that. And then, but it was sort of a JD sort of head look. So then I kind of did a look to him like, are you doing my thing? Or what are you looking at? And then I tried to look where he was going. But that's pulling out of a fantasy and still being, yes. you know, this You're is right. another example of that's that. That's not something that happened too often.
0: No. This is like the second time it happened.
1: Well, we talked about the guy who was frozen um, right. after, uh, the orderly who was frozen after everybody else was frozen. It's not something, I think Bill, I think he said that he started phasing that out. But I right. thought it was clever. Very clever.
0: Same, same here.
1: Um, I um, oh, yeah.
0: I, well, I have a couple of things. We shaved the baby.
2: Okay. I laughed out loud.
1: I laughed out loud. You I shaved down, the baby? Yep. Look, I,
0: shaved and a haircut. Two bits.
1: Yeah, I laughed out loud. That was J.D.'s, JD's um, improvisation for solving the problem. We shaved the baby. You shaved the baby. Yep, shaved the baby. <laughs> Shave and a haircut. Long pause. Two bits. Bill told me um, uh, early on that one of the things he loved about Michael J. Fox working on Spin City was that Michael J. And, and everybody, when you think about this, when you hear this, you'll think about family ties and some of the amazing timing he had, was that he knew how long he could milk a pause before that punchline. Like right. Michael J. Fox was fucking genius at, you know, I'll just use this as an example, how long he could have the audience, especially if the audience got ahead of it. Right. He knew that you still, I mean, it's, it's even better with a sitcom live audience, but he Absolutely. knew that shave and haircut, two bits. You know, like he could, <laughs> he could just milk That's it. It's pretty even, good. <laughs> even if the audience started, on a sitcom started giggling because they were ahead of it, Right. He could just milk that, and Bill said, and I think I think that landed in, uh, in my head in, in some of my scrubs timings because I, I wanted to impress him, like Michael J Fox oh. but um, but I, but I, I, I always think of that when you watch some of Michael J. Fox's amazing timing, how how he could just he just was a master of how long to hold it, like even let the audience get ahead of it. It's fine and then say, it, and it would be so much more gratifying.
0: right. I mean, Michael J. Fox is you know one of our our best when it comes to just, I mean you know, family ties. Did you watch Family Ties? Of course I watched Family Ties. Uh, he was amazing in that. And also Back to the Future. You know, the first we I talk about Back to the Future a lot because it's one of my favorite movies. But the first Back to the Future, I know there's some plot holes in it that a lot of people can't get over. But to me, that movie is almost flawless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, as far as time travel stories are so difficult to do. You know what I mean? And or it, I shouldn't say difficult to do. I should say they're just. Doing a time travel story, it's been done so many times before, and so you have to be pretty creative to make it feel like, oh, this is a oh, another. You know, people say another time travel story, but if it's as good as Back to the Future was, you accept it and you're willing to go on the ride. Otherwise, it's like some cheese shit, and you you know, theory gets in the in the way of a lot of stuff, and Mm -hmm. I, I, they just, it's just one of those movies that. You know, you make a – it's just it's, – in my opinion, it's one. it's a perfect movie.
1: And wasn't it amazing that a movie could turn out that good and it was a film that they started over because they recast the lead?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I they, mean, you mentioned
1: are, this. You mentioned this before, but for those of you who didn't hear that or didn't know, it was originally Eric Stoltz. I don't yeah. know how long they shot. You read the book? Do you remember? They
0: shot half of the movie, so they shot all of the That's stuff. That's incredible. In the 50s.
1: They shot half of the fucking movie. Yes,
0: yeah, so they shot everything in the fifties. What they talk about? They talk about the movie like you know, Michael J. Fox is very athletic. What's obviously. the name of this
1: book? Do you remember? For people, I don't wanna... remember
0: it. Uh, uh, the, the dude tweeted. Joelle's me. gonna look Joelle's it up. She's on it. it. But they shot half the movie. And they said, you know, Michael J. Fox is very athletic. But they said Eric Stoltz on a skateboard was magic. He just seemed way more at home on a oh, skateboard than he probably Michael was a
1: skateboard, yeah.
0: Right, than Michael J. Fox did. And, you know, the rock and roll side of things, they say in the book, you know, Eric Stoltz had that, you know, has that very much grunge rock appeal to him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Michael J. Fox is, you know, he, he is he is what he is. He's, you know, you, when you look at him, you're not like, yo, that dude uh, is just listens to rock all even Even if he does. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that uh, look to him. And they mm-hmm. said Eric did. It just didn't work out.
1: Yeah. I mean, how humbling. Can you imagine your... I mean, thank God Eric Stoltz went on to have this incredible career and holy shit in Mask. If you haven't well, seen that, the movie Mask. And, that,
0: and that's the thing. So they talk about that in the book. The reason why he was put in the movie was because he had Mask, the Mask coming out. You know what I mean? And so... They were banking on him getting nominated for an Academy Award for that movie, but then being in this blockbuster, action-adventure, time-travel movie. The name of the book is Back to the Future. I gotta click on The that.
1: Ultimate Visual History. Yes. Back to the Future, The Ultimate Visual History by Michael Klasterin. Uh, so, if you're a fan of the movie, uh, like as much as Donald is, you might want to check that out because it uh, sounds fascinating. I'm always fascinated in these production stories where someone's recast or they start over. I mean, I don't know if it's tr- true, so don't hold me to this, but I heard that American Beauty, which is one of my favorite movies, they shot like not, not as much as this, but they shot like a week of, and, and, um, and the director said uh, to the producers, "I I didn't get the tone quite right. You know, the tone of American Beauty is so specific. Mm. And and as the as the rumor I heard goes, he said, I, I just didn't quite nail it. I need to I need to scrap that week and start over.' And and the DreamWorks uh, producers, including Spielberg and the, and the other fellows, let him do it. That's interesting because Spielberg's very much involved in Back to the Future as oh, well. so maybe he's the and, he's the uh, kind of producer that if you let's it was Sam Mendes. Sorry, Sam Mendes' first film." And I love American Beauty. Please see that if you haven't. But I I again it might be Hollywood lore, but I heard that that uh that they they sort of started over again on that one. So these stories were where some th- movie is so incredible, it has such an impact. And then there's there's something that happened where they recast. Well it happens they all the time. Over. Some
0: you know, some Star Wars movie they did that with some of the Star Wars movies, like Rogue One. Apparently there's a whole, you know, they they shot almost all of Rogue One and went back and reshot uh a lot of the stuff in it really uh, yeah uh same well, thing what? with uh, same thing with solo you remember you know we well of course about that's Dylan changing Chris.
1: that's changing the directors that's that's even crazy yeah but
0: there's a whole cut there's a whole movie according to lore yeah there's a whole movie that they made that you can actually take all of the special effects and all of the things that they did in the actual solo movie and you can put it into what they shot and it's a completely different movie but it still all fits together. What do you think happened?
1: They were obviously my guess is they were just doing their hilarious improv comedic thing and then Kathleen Kennedy that's her name did she yes. just not like that style? She's saying that's not Star Wars?
0: No, I don't know if it was her. I don't know if it was uh I don't know if it was the writer of the movie who's gone on to write some
1: incredible movies uh Jonathan Kasdan. It's Jonathan Kasdan.
0: His dad wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Empire Strikes Back, and they both teamed up to write solo. I don't know what happened. I'd love to know that story. If we could reach out to them and they want to be on the podcast and right here they want to... Talk I, don't think, about-
1: I don't think, even if we were to get Chris and Phil on the podcast, I don't think they're going to out their whole solo story. No, not Chris touring. and Phil. Let's oh.
0: ask Jonathan Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan. All right. They'll never do it.
1: I don't think they'll do it. How
0: cool would it be if I could go and cut two and then they'd it? Say- Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more
1: productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.
0: Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress,
1: Test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a hundred night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress, depending on the model.
0: Don't want to take my word for it. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine.
1: Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to HelixSleep.com slash real friends. That's HelixSleep.com slash real friends. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, only at tacovas.com You know, as the podcast gets bigger and bigger, uh, maybe we'll be able to get, like, really fancy guests. Like, and now, Lawrence Kasdan. <laughs> Um, yeah, I always wondered what happened with that because I don't know why you'd hire Chris and Phil if not to do what they do so well, which was to make it funny and it, it it seems to me not as someone who's as dialed into the Star Wars universe as you, but when I think of Han Solo, I think, oh, let's give him some some jokes, let's have him be quippy and funny, and it seemed like a perfect marriage but i it would be a real
0: interesting do- it'd be very interesting to see that you know that side effect. The- and I love Solo, you know what I mean there are a lot of people out there that really like that movie. And I'm one of those people.
1: Um, it's a fun Star Wars movie. So then Ron Howard came in. And, you know, he's an amazing director himself. Right. So. You know what's one of my favorite Ron Howard movies is Parenthood, the movie. If you haven't great movie. seen Parenthood. Great cast. Great movie.
0: Amazing they went, on
1: to, they went on to make a very popular TV show starring my doppelganger, Dax Shepard. I'm going to tell you something um, right
0: now. Uh, that movie has one of my favorite actors. I am a huge fan of Rick Moranis.
1: Yeah, where's Rick he, Moranis been? He's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's on his way. I guess he's he's agreed to do another
1: project. I don't know what it is, but he's oh, Honey, recent. I Shrunk the Kids, maybe he's coming back for that. That would be so awesome. I know they're redoing that with Josh Gad, and I think that he might be joining him. I'm oh, that would so cool. Joelle's nodding, so that means I,
2: yes. Yeah, Rick Moran has tragically lost his wife at the height of his career, so he quit to raise his children, oh. and now his children are grown, and he's coming back, oh, and I'm so excited. Oh God, yeah.
1: he's so talented. I'm so, I'm so happy he's coming back, because he's a talented. funny, funny man. All right, let's get About, back to the show. Let's get back to the show, Donald.
0: One of my favorite fantasies, uh, and I still use it to this day. I ain't buying it. Trying to sell somebody the book yeah. On the kid getting hit, the baby with prenatal lice. Yeah, and Krista says,
1: <laughs> "I ain't buying." Jordan
0: it. Jordan says, "I ain't buying it." At the checkout stand, that yeah, was funny. I ain't
1: buying it. That's funny. And you passed something that I want to say still about shaving the baby's head. That was funny. Oh, when when Johnny sees mad that I didn't correctly tape over the. And by the way, for those of you who are young, that's that's a VHS recorder. So there used to be these giant tapes called VHS tapes. Um, but I was laughing, and um, when Johnny sees yelling at me because I, I I fucked up the tape, and and I go. I I was there. I could, you know, jot down some of my (laughs) feelings and impressions. It's a very Woody Allen reading. Very Woody Allen, yeah. I could, could, you know, jot down some of my feelings and impressions. Like I was gonna, what am I gonna do? Like write down like, and then the head emerged. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about Johnny C. McGinley as the Grinch. That was really funny. He nailed that. Yes, he did. Uh Yeah.
0: a jo- and and the words that he's saying, I, are those words from Dr. Seuss's nursery I think runs? they're supposed
1: to be Dr. Seuss-y, but they're not real Seuss But words. they're not
0: real Seuss words. Got yeah, it. but
1: that, they did a great job on his hair and makeup. I thought he looked really cool, and he was yeah. he was funny looking. I wonder how
0: long he was in hair and makeup for.
1: I, can, I could tell from, from being on the show. That was hours and hours and hours.
0: He had hair, like green hair glued to his face and stuff?
1: Yeah. Sinner Man by Nina Simone, which is—they uh, really must have rolled out the bucks for it to pay for Nina Simone on this episode. As you run to the to, the, to, to, to the, Miller Park, to Miller Park,
0: hey, you know that—that was what I was talking about when we were talking about the platform shoes and. Oh, that's when they made run. Deontay run. They made Deontay do all of the things that you saw me do in that episode in like twelve-inch platform shoes. However, sure, short, much shorter he is than me. By the so way. So eight inch, whatever it is. Why are
1: you running? Why are you running like a cartoon character? Do you notice that? It's like this really dramatic moment. And then you're taking corners. You know how when cartoon people run, they like <laughs> skid at the corners and they have to like, they have to like catch up to get in the You're doing that shit. Well and I'm like, all, bro. It's, it's all come it all comes from Michael
0: J. Fox, man. Speaking, we spoke about him earlier. It really is true, man. Mike, Michael J. Fox had some of the best running moments in the history of running. In Teen Wolf. When he's running through the halls and the guys mopping, and he's like, "It's slippery that way." And Mike runs through and then slides all the way through camera, right. all the way through the hallway, and then comes running back. Right. And, but as he's coming back, he's trying to keep his balance on the slippery floor.
1: So you're saying that moment you're running, in this was inspired. Everything, by
0: that? everything I, you know, everything I've done in everything I do, I do it for
1: you. I do uh, it for Michael J. Fox.
0: Well, no, but every there's a. You know, whether it's a run or a walk or, you know, a facial expression, a lot of these come from my favorite actors. Yeah. So, like Harrison Ford, Denzel Washington, Sidney Poitier, uh, Michael J. Fox, Rick right. Moranis, Robin Williams, uh, Bill Murray, you mm-hmm. know, all of these people did something that I saw and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and do it. I wrote down one. in
1: 1918 Turk runs like a cartoon character. <laughs> right. That
0: all came from me trying to run like Michael J. Fox.
1: Yeah, so Turk gets a sign. He's on the roof again, right? You're on the roof again. Yeah, and you're just up there having a moment, and you have a come to Jesus moment, if you will. That there's a pregnant woman about to give birth in the park, and, and he you jets run, to. and you run like a cartoon character to Nina Simone's "Sinner yes. Man," yes. beautiful song, and uh, and then you run to the park and you deliver a baby. Now, now Turk probably hasn't delivered that many babies.
0: Well, he's a surgeon, I imagine. Yeah, but he's, he's not. Done.
1: Yeah, he's probably done a, a fair amount.
0: I imagine that he's, he's not a gyno, but I, I know. He's
1: oh, I want to go to assisted. something that Joelle, does, speaking of gynos, we're jumping around, but in the very beginning of the episode, Kelso is, is being sexist and, and saying to Sarah that she's going to become a, uh, a gynecologist, a OBGYN. Yeah. And then Joelle found this thing. According to an article by the American Medical Association, the breakdown of specialties dominated by women in 2019 um, 83.4% of OBGYNs are women. Wow. And 72% of pediatricians are women. Am I reading that right, Joelle? So, which uh, I thought that was Kelso interesting. had it right. Well, I mean, I was offended by Kelso. I was like, fuck this guy. And then Joelle handed me this. And, uh, you know, I guess, but I understand that. Like, I, I, was your, was your, have your OBGYNs been, been female or, or male?
2: Uh, first one was a guy. I was
1: asking Donald, Joelle, but please.
2: <laughs> oh my God, Joelle. I can't handle jo- answering no. this question, like for his wife? Joelle. Donald doesn't have an right <laughs> yet. Oh my God,
1: I'm laughing so hard. Joelle got so lost in the episode, she started answering. You
0: were totally asking Joelle. Wait, here. Joelle, sorry, I want
1: I want you to answer, don't get me wrong. But, uh, but you go first then, and then we'll call on Donald. Donald has had 11,000 children, so I wanted to know what... Go for you, Joelle. Have your OBGYNs g y n's been uh,
2: mostly? I'd say mostly. Yeah, three women, one guy. How about you, the Donald? Of my
1: life. Casey's uh, is a male. Mm-hmm. And your and, you, and your other other baby mamas? Do you remember? Uh, you don't remember? Don't, it's okay not to remember. I don't I, remember. I feel like if I was giving birth, I and I had a vagina, I'd want a woman. But maybe I, maybe that's ridiculous to say. I I just I, what's my gut response? Okay. Well, here's
0: a here's a, here's a good survey we should we should do, and we won't and we won't use. Uh, that as an example, let's use massaging as an example. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that's pretty intimate and it's harmless. Right. And right, people, what do you get a man or that. woman? What exactly? What do you get a man? I or I always
2: woman? get a
1: woman. Same here, Joel.
2: Strongest hands. Like, who has the strongest
0: hands?
1: So you choose. <laughs> so that's what you say. You say. So you, you, you just say, say who's
0: got the best hands.
1: So when they say man or female, male or female, you say strongest hands. Absolutely. Oh, the end. I thought it was funny that Sarah was. You're holding Judy like in front of you, but Sarah's holding me in front of her. Right in front of the Christmas tree. Yes, that yes, was funny. I also was
0: funny. there was one other part that we should talk about, and that's uh, when Cox and Jordan are fighting each other about their haircut, shaving, and everything like that. And then you jump in the middle, and then they automatically turn on JD. And that's a lesson that I've learned at a yes. that I learned at a young age. I guess JD was never. You know, I didn't have friends that had brothers or sisters or anything like that. But mm-hmm. never get involved when a couple is fighting. You stay out of it, right. unless they, unless they invite you into the argument. Stay away because that thing will turn on you so quick.
1: It's hard sometimes because you want to weigh in, but you can't. But you can You got to keep it to yourself. You got
0: to keep it to yourself. I had friends growing up, the Rogers brothers. There was four of them, right? And they would, you know, when they fought, they would fight viciously punching and grabbing and choking and you know they would beat each other up Mm -hmm. and you'd be like you guys are brothers stop it and you'd get in the middle of it and then their anger all of a sudden went from them wanting to kick each other's ass to now them kicking your ass and two on one ain't fun dude or three on one four on one ain't fun man and it would be it would be i would so when jd did that to jordan and cox i was like that's, the dumb, that's, the, that's a rookie mistake. That's the dumbest move ever. Never get involved in couples arguing.
1: Right, right. I, well, I, I, I definitely try and stay out. But in your head, you're thinking like you're, you're judging and you're saying like, but aren't you also happy when you're out in public and you see a couple fighting and you're like, yes, it's not me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. That's the one thing that my wife and I try not to do. It's always like, wait, wait, wait till we get home. Wait till we oh get home. really?
1: You do the wait yeah. till
0: we get home. Well, I don't do that. That's what she does to me. Wait oh till, really? We're we talk home. when we get home. We go, we go right. <laughs> and I and I and I know right then and there I'm not going to I'm not going to sleep tonight. Oh, I'm not it's going the to worst. Sleep and then you
1: have to drive home and just like in silence.
0: Yeah. And then you walk in and it, and it's on. And oh my, God. my wife's the type of person that's like I I don't like going to bed mad.
1: Well, at least she has it out. You know I I, I think that's way better to have it out even if it's like in, impassioned rather than just sitting on it. I hate that. And um, and I don't think you should go to to, to sleep, Matt, either. I think that's a, a good a good uh, habit to have. Trying to Dude, try I've and... been
0: I've been damn near sleeping where I'm just in a, uh where I'm passed out. My eyes right. are closed and I'm just agreeing now. Right. Just so I can go to sleep.
1: The path of least resistance.
0: And she'll be like, So what did I say? And I'll be like, Oh, oh god, here you go. <laughs> uh... See you are listening. I was listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't go to bed angry everybody that's a lesson here from fake doctors worst. real friends um, oh one but, last
0: thing i forgot and let's ask bill about this also
1: go ahead before you're gonna get go in- two you're gonna get bill two this week okay go ahead
0: yeah okay so there was an alternate ending to this episode Right, but that's oh it's so dark note it's to end the episode. It so or. dark. It was so dark to end the Christmas episode. But I wasn't
1: even gonna bring it up because we were being so giddy and it's a bit it's a bit dark, but okay, go for but it. But yeah,
0: there was a dark ending to this episode, and
1: I'm sure the I fans don't think it was, an, was it an ending or it was a subplot that w- was woven through. I
0: think it was a subplot. It might have been let's ask Bill. Bill, there, I know at the end of this episode there was a moment in between Jordan and uh, we almost forgot about the call. There was a moment with Jordan and uh, and, uh, and Cox, where they said something different when they were looking at the baby, when they finally went to visit
1: the baby. And it made sense. Some... No, there was a subplot. Do you want me to tell you what it is and then have Bill talk about it? Sure. It was a subplot that they, when they were together, had lost a child. And um, so that was some of the dramatic undertones of, of, of them and dealing with their friends having a new baby. And, and that's believe- why they didn't want to go to the room. Right and I believe or the or the the, the nursery where where you see right. kids and I believe that Bill had an argument with the network about cutting that out. So uh Bill uh, tell us about that and what your struggle with the network was please.
4: You know it's interesting I don't remember specifically the struggle with the Jordan Cox losing a baby uh thing but the one thing that we were always dealing with early on in scrubs was that we would pitch the network Stories that weren't specifically comedies, you know? And it didn't sound like, hey, three patients come in and one of the three of them is going to die, but they all three die. Hey, Dr. Cox used to be married to someone, they lost a baby. Hey, we're going to introduce a super big movie star, guest star who seems really funny and jovial, but he's going to have leukemia and then come back next year and die from it. So we always met resistance.
1: Thank you, Bill. Let's take a break. We'll be right back after these fine words. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas,
2: only at Tacovas.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Now, Joelle, I believe we have a caller or two.
2: Hi, guys. How are you doing, Brian?
1: Good, how are you?
0: Brian O'Malley! Oh my Woo. God,
1: Brian, you I got to the- to record that somehow. You good? <laughs> I am recording it, actually. You know, and you know what, Brian? That can be your, uh, your new ringtone. Donald giving you an opening Brian free O'Malley and wife oh, O'Malley! Gonna
3: that is definitely going to happen. Speaking
1: of ringtones, uh, I digress for a moment. The good people at iHeart are putting together uh, the ability for, for folks to have our theme song be your ringtone. We're working and, uh, on it. And that's in the works because I've gotten been getting a lot of love on the social media for our theme song, especially Wilder's version. And um, uh, Wilder's I mean, version will not that's be available. Not gonna,
0: that's not going to be available. For Wilder's ringtone. version
1: will not be available for ringtone. Although I did hear a lot of people say that should be the new version, forget your version. But those people are wrong. Um, but pretty uh, soon, Brian, what you drinking, man? What are you drinking, Brian?
3: Uh, this is beer.
0: Oh, what kind of beer you got there?
3: It's uh, like a hazy IPA, juicy, 8%. I, I like stuff that's strong.
0: Okay, well, um, I got myself a little margarita oh, in Casa Vega. Oh, that's awesome. Is
3: yeah. that just like lime
0: juice, tequila? I don't know what they use at Casa Vega. There's a restaurant <laughs> in my neighborhood
1: that they... That oh, we, you're we still gotta, drinking out of your, your gallons there. We have so many. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Hi, guys. Where do you live and what's happening in... Brian, introduce your, your girlfriend, wife, friend...
3: This is my partner. This is uh, Dr. Hi. Ellen Acri. Hi there. Hi, um, Hi Doc. Hi, Doc. And uh, we live in Evanston, Illinois. Oh, I went to
1: Northwestern.
3: Right, yeah. So we we uh, we both worked here, actually, too. Um, she works at a hospital here, and I own a small business on Central Street, you know, right down from the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we just, um, we do that. And Ellen is uh, eight and...
2: Yeah, almost nine months pregnant. I'm almost wow. at the finish wow.
0: line. <laughs> Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. Hey. So you guys know what you're having? A boy. Nice. I was going to say a person, but
2: yeah.
1: yeah. A uh, person, right yeah. on.
0: Good for you. Congratulations, guy. guys. Good That's cool. Good. Thank you. Way to go, guys.
3: Yeah, so we're, you know, it, it's definitely uh, anxiety causing. You know, I, I, we, neither of us have had kids before. Um, I used to be a teacher, uh, but it's not quite the same when you know you can send them home at like right. three o'clock and just be yeah. done with them. Um, so now it's like they're here for good. Okay, but um, Brian,
1: I'm gonna give you a little bit of you're talking to the right man, Brian. Donald, I have I know, so I many know. kids. Okay.
0: I know that's what I heard. Um, nine, right?
1: Yeah, something like that. He doesn't even remember. Something like
0: that. Right. That's, that's a great that's a great story. How many kids you got? Something like nine, I
1: think. <laughs> Six that I know about.
0: Right. So the first year, Brian, there's not much you can do. Nice. That's the honest to goodness truth. Except yeah. be supportive change diapers, but there's not much you can do because the baby's but you not to- can gonna...
1: Can't you say, honey, can I get you anything? Absolutely. You better no. say that. You have yeah, to you say You better say that. That's supportive, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's
0: being supportive. So there's not much you can do the first year. It's after that where you are you are hands on and in it to win it, or she's going to leave you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that. Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Brian, she, write she that down. By... Yes. Yes. She, she is basically keeping us comfortable, so I'm not going to play with that at all. <laughs>
1: right on. well i'm so i'm so happy for you that's exciting and um, thank you and um, what do you, do you have any names in mind like uh, zach or donald
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wanted a jennifer dylan or something like that <laughs> um that'll work uh, cool. it's a boy so we went with uh, Ellen. uh we're gonna
0: name him gabriel
3: and call him gabe
0: beautiful gabe. i love it beautiful name. beautiful name Thanks. Yeah. gabe oh. finn o'malley yep. oh finn's a good name too now finn from star wars or just finn because Not everything is star wars donald but sometimes <laughs> it can question. be i could
3: huh honestly i was thinking more huck finn from mark twain to be honest oh, okay yeah.
1: well yeah there's that finn too way more yeah. literary donald come on Jesus. there's that finn too <laughs> all right brian go ahead with your question for the legendary donald Faison or and Zach well, it's,
3: it's for both of you yeah oh, and, fine, and I'll, I'll it, answer. It, it definitely relates to what we were talking about but Um, I was curious, which uh, character between you and Donald and maybe uh, Dr. Cox do you think was like the best dad overall? And then kind of a follow up. But like, what do you think their kids would be like now, like 15, 20 years later?
1: Wow. Wow. Good question. Well, I do think both characters were very excited about their children and um, and. Uh, I think we saw from a flash forward, as I recall, that don't they end up getting married?
0: <laughs> they do, and we and we lose it. <laughs> oh, I faint. Yeah, that was I like think the,
1: I, I think that was I, the saddest episode. I think I faint. Uh, uh, as I recall, I did this. I I, I wiped my Dude, the fan the fan I, the fan I, fan I fanned hand. my the eyes and fan. fainted. Yeah, that's a GIF I, I see all the time. Um, I don't know. I think we'd be great parents because um, you know we're both characters were again not afraid of showing emotion, not afraid of being affectionate. Um, I, my father was very, a very affectionate man and gave me hugs and kissed me. And, and, um, and I, I always thought that that was important. And I, 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 I love that he did, he did that. And, uh, I think that both Turk and JD would be would be very involved. They're the kind of fathers that would want to be all over. Not one of those people's like, all right, you to the woman, you handle it. I'll, I'll, I'll coach sports one day. Um, <laughs> that was, uh, that was not my experience. <laughs> What about yeah, you? What do you I think, Donald?
0: Th- I think Turk and JD co-parented too. You know what I mean? I think they helped each other out as far as raising their kids went. You know, it, they say it takes a village to raise a child. And I think their little village, I think the hospital, or, you know, wherever they wound up when the show ended, I'm, I, I, I believe they still lived in the same proximity of each other. I think there, it was a communal raising of the children, even, mm. even, uh, I think, yeah, I think JD I, uh, and uh, what was, what was Elizabeth Banks' character's name? Kim. Was yeah. it Kim. Kim. You didn't know Zach.
1: You Shut the fuck know. up. <laughs> you
0: didn't know. you didn't know.
1: I was waiting for Brian. I was waiting <laughs> for Brian. I was about like, I was Brian
0: got like I was like
1: this. I was like about to say I was like pretending that my mouth was opening, and then Brian said I was Yeah, Kim, Donald. Yeah. I was waiting for Zach, sorry. So my baby mama. My baby mama.
0: Right. So I think both kids, the one that he that JD had with Kim and the one that he had with Elliot. Uh, and then Turk's kids as well. I think they they were raised together and they grew up together. That's a nice but I think in
3: one of the episodes you tried to like. I think they got you were trying to set them up, right? Like it was one of the series finales, maybe that we were trying um, to set the kids up. Yeah, weren't they like they met or something? And no, as they,
1: well, they as babies. I remember. I remember, oh, I, remember babies. Okay. I remember doing an episode in the park where we're and both we're doing trying and to we're get them, treating like, them <laughs> like, like, to like them ventriloquist
0: talk. dolls, yeah. like dummies. <laughs> and of course, do you have another question?
3: Uh, I mean, one of my other questions was just you know advice for being a dad, but you you kind of already covered that. You I mean, got
0: this, dude. You got yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's Listen, my advice... And, and I'm going to be honest with you. My advice ain't shit. I'm going to keep it 100 with you. You know, it's it's how you two decide to do the thing. You know what I mean? My advice, I can, all I can say is just just show as much love as you can to your boy. That's so important.
3: I like what Zach was saying, too. I mean, me and Alan were joking, but I was like... I think, like, the fact that JD was a sensey, you know... Like, being sensitive is, like, an important thing to impart uh in kids early especially boys i think nowadays Mm -hmm. and so i think that's one of our you know our big focuses for him and
1: and just let them be whoever they are you know a testament to my father was he wasn't he was so into sports my dad but he wasn't trying to make me a jock he wasn't you know fortunately he was also into theater which which is what i took to but um but i mean just like my advice and again i have no kids so don't listen to me i have dogs and i can highly recommend crate training uh i don't know if you guys want to try that But um
3: with the
0: kid?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I always say to Donald. Oh, okay. When I when okay. I when I say to when I'm with Donald and his kids are misbehaving, I'm like, why don't you just put him in the crate? Dude? That works great for my puppy.
0: My daughter looked at me and she was like, You're gonna put me in the crate? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah.
1: She like She's like you're in that crate or... right
0: now. She's like, But I'm not a dog. <laughs> but I mean, just let them
1: one of the things I one of the things I, I I really cherished about my relationship with my father was that he was so accepting of whoever his kids were. And I I just you know, you're obviously it's nature nurture. You're going to be shaping a, p- a part of who they are, of course, too. But but let them show you who they are, and then and then and then celebrate that, and let that flourish. Uh, again, that's coming from someone with no children, but it is coming from someone who who had a great dad and 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 was really appreciative that he was like that.
3: Well, can I, can I ask one more thing, sort of related? Sure. But did you guys? I, I you know I didn't like look up biographies. Do you guys have siblings?
0: Yes, I have several siblings. I have four brothers, two uh, that I grew up with and two that I did not grow up with, but we, we we were a big family. I think that's why I have such a big family now. I feel like it's the more, the merrier. Yeah. Um, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I have, um, I have two, I have, um, three. Sorry. Let me start again. I had four children total in my family. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm struggling with this just to be honest. I lost my sister two years ago. So I'm like literally oh, trying. I'm so sorry. It's okay, but I'm trying to answer this question uh, no, no, honestly. No, no, yeah. And it's like I'm having to recount. There were four children in my family. And then my parents got divorced and remarried. And I gained uh, three stepsisters. So two stepsisters on one side, one stepsister on the other side. So we we're a, were a huge family. And. Um, And, yeah, so I also think you guys should have more. So, sorry. Sorry, guys, but you're going to have to have more kids so they can uh, (laughs) –
3: Well, that's what I was thinking because we only have the one, and that's probably going to be it. Um, So, you know, the whole only child, especially nowadays when I don't even know when he'll be able to hang out with other kids, you know, or if he'll be able to go to preschool or stuff like that, daycare.
0: Right. Right. I
1: think you got it some years before uh, you (laughs) you worry about that. So um, you'll you'll be Hopefully vaccines
0: or something like that will be invented and we can all – Go back to That'd a new nice. normal,
1: All right? Uh, sometime
0: yeah. within a year or two.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. Is the keg still open in Evanston? The bar? No, oh, okay. keg is closed. That's where we Sorry. used to go and try and sneak in with our fake IDs.
3: Yeah, we're, we're like I. That's probably own why they like closed. A bar, beer <laughs> shop type place. What's the name of your What's the name of your place? It's called Beer on Central. It's oh, not nice. very inventive because we're on. Central. Do you want us to do an ad for beer? it
1: right now? Okay. We're gonna do an ad for it. Donald, when I'm in Evanston, Illinois, and I want a beer, you know where I go? Where do you go, Zach? I go to Beer on Central. Beer on Central? Is that <laughs> oh, a place? Yeah. Oh, it's a place, and it's in Evanston, and if you're going to buy beer, it's the best place to buy beer. It's called Beer on Central. Is it on Central? It's on Central, and it's called Beer on Central.
0: Oh, awesome.
1: And, you know, a lot of Northwestern students uh, are always looking for a place to buy beer. Do you, have, do you sell kegs,
3: uh, Brian? We don't, but I mean, after this, I can.
1: Yes, Brian is going to change his whole business model to offer kegs (laughs) to all you college kids. this advertisement, I'll do that. Yes, this is worth millions of dollars in free advertising. Yeah, no, this is insane. Beer on Central. Beer on Central. Central.
0: The next time I'm in Evanston, Illinois, I am going to check out Beer on Central.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Donald? You know what, Donald? I might even just go to Evanston to buy beer from Beer on Central.
0: You know what? If you do, just tell him Brian O'Malley sent you.
1: I will. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what's a there, what's so. a beer that you? Oh, recommend? Brian's the
0: only one there. So it'd be like Brian right now during everything.
1: <laughs> Brian, for for those of people who are listening who like a who like beer, can you recommend a, a, a one of your microbrew or, or or fancy beers that people should try that you highly recommend?
3: Um, you know, right now, like what's really popular is like I was drinking earlier these like hazy IPAs. They're uh, tend to be like kind of stronger, very juicy, not bitter, very popular. Uh, this one's from Saint Aaron. They're great, Hot Butcher. There's a bunch of really cool ones in the city. Um, so so Saint beer is amazing.
1: So Saint Aaron is the brand. This one, yeah, that's what I'm having now is a Saint Aaron. Can I get that anywhere? Can I get that in Los Angeles?
3: No, like right now we only do local stuff. Oh, There's so,
1: much so stuff you're only doing local. That's even cool. One of the other things I like about beer on Central, Donald. What is that? Is it's all it's all local beer. Oh my! You're Sorry. talking about beer on Central? Yeah, one of the things <laughs> of that I, one of the, my favorite things about beer on Central in Evanston, Illinois, is that it's all all stocked with local breweries. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I like IPA a lot, by the way. And this is going to sound really lame in Hollywood, but I'm gluten free, and uh, there are some really good gluten free IPA beers. Yeah, we have some too. There's one called Omission. I'll give a shout yeah. out to. we
3: have Omission.
1: And there's one I think called. Gutenberg? Not Steve Gutenberg. Glutenberg? Glutenberg. Maybe? Glutenberg. Yeah, they'd have gluten in the title. So there yeah. you go. I'm giving right those on. beers a shout-out, and they should advertise with us, because Thank we're you. giving Let such a wonderful I, advertisement to beer I can bring on I you
3: guys out a box. You know, give me an address, I'll no, send you out
1: no, some no no, 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 no. no, no, no I'm, not, I'm not giving you my address.
3: the um, <laughs> <Well>, thing That's fair. <laughs> give me a P.O. box. I'll take no, a PO we don't box. want to
1: take your, your wares. We don't want to take your wares. We want you to... You need to make that money for this baby. That's right. That is true. She's making all the money,
0: really. So
1: that being said, if you're ever in Evanston, Illinois,
0: the place to go yeah. for a great local beer—yeah,
1: beer on Central. Beer on Central, everybody. Beer on Central. And uh, you, listen, thank guys, you. thanks for coming on. Thanks for the good questions. No. Thanks thank for you. telling us about Beer awesome. on Central. And um, have fun in Evanston, Illinois. I spent—I um, spent four years there and had a great time. Although it's too fucking cold for human beings.
0: <laughs> Ladies and right. gentlemen, big round of applause for Brian O'Malley.
1: Thank and you. beer on Central. Oh wow, you gave you gave beer on Central the Oprah treatment. Yeah, why not? What's, <laughs> what's the, the name of your Central partner message. again? Ellen Acre, Doctor Ellen Acre.
0: And Doctor Ellen Acre. Oh my God!
1: Thank you. You're, you're, you're blowing out the mixer here, Donald. I'm not. It, it, Oprah, if it goes up. Dan got it. Dan got Oprah, it. Oprah. Oprah doesn't go that loud. Sure, Oprah, she does. Okay. Well, she has the 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 mixer at the Oprah show is like here she goes and he's fucking ready with it. <laughs> She's about to do it hand over the button you can just see the mixer in the back of the oprah show going oh shit she's gonna yell and put his finger over it.
0: <laughs> i hope dan
1: does that when you're when you're saying hello to guests all right bye guys thank you so much take care bye thank you so much be healthy congratulations thank you thanks wow. thank you wow donald what what nice folks donald mm-hmm. and um and i gotta tell you um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna frequent beer on central
0: Next time you're in Evanston, Illinois, you Do you should. drink
1: beer? You don't really drink beer anymore, do you?
0: I'm a huge beer drinker. I just, you know... It's so I find, at, I find, Yeah, I find that uh, it's a little heavy for me. That's the only thing.
1: It just feels like shit when you're working out and trying to stay thin, and then you go have a fucking big-ass thick beer, and you're like, I might as well have a milkshake.
0: Right. I like hard liquor. Yeah, I know. I like... Oh, I, I, oh, I, tru- I know. Oh, you're an asshole. You like tequila. Tru- well, no, I, I... You know, I... It was Cinco de Mayo yesterday, so, and the last time I had tequila, it was the last thing that I had in the in the in the cupboard. But what I truly like, I like a good uh, bourbon or scotch.
1: What about Corvassier? No, I what you is know, what is Corvassier?
0: I don't. It's a it's a drink. It's a it's a it's a brown liquor. Um, you know,
1: for a while Joelle, I was a, Joelle, I was what's a, Corvassier? She's looking.
0: I was a Hennessy drinker for a while, you know, or E and J. I liked E and J back in the day.
1: I don't know what any of these drinks are.
0: You don't know what Hennessy is? Word. I've heard of Hennessy,
1: but I don't think I've ever tried it. You don't it. know
0: what Hennessy You've had an Incredible Hulk before, and you don't know what Hennessy is. Do you remember the Incredible Hulk? Oh, we used to play
1: poker, and you would make a Oh, it's cognac, she says. We used to play um, poker, and you would make a drink called the Hulk. What's, was that a real drink, or you made it up it, I didn't make that up. It, but when you mixed Hennessy and not Alizé, but
0: Hypnotic, Hennessy and Hypnotic mixed together. Sounds horrible. Oh, but it would turn Hulk green and you'd only need one. It was so sweet, right? But you'd only need one to knock you on your ass. And we would play poker and the crew would come over. You know, Calvin would come over, Ethan would come over, you would come over. And we'd drink that all night and freaking be hammered until like four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning.
1: Yeah, playing poker. Have you ever had a cement mixer? What the heck is that? It's fucking nasty. It's two different things. You guys can Google it if you want to puke. I remember doing this on my 21st birthday, and I puked. Um, but it's two different alcohols you put in your mouth, and they solidify when they react with each other, and it feels like a cementy oatmeal thing. That's disgusting. It's so gross. That is disgusting. It's, like a, it's the kind of thing that college kids do shots of, like Jägermeister. You ever do shots of Jägermeister? Yeah. I'm proud to say that uh, at 45 years old, I can't drink like that anymore, nor do I want to. A hangover is like four days. Yeah. I, you know, I've learned a little thing called Do you remember Pedia-like. we did that thing in Scrubs? Yeah, Like We did that thing in Scrubs that it's become so relevant in my life. I don't know what episode it was, but it, we went around the table of all the different ages of yeah. women. Having, who was the... Was Mandy the, the young one? It was Mandy... It was Manny Moore, and then Sarah, and and then then Judy, Judy, and then (laughs) Krista. And And they were all hungover, and the camera went around and showed all the the, the different levels of how a hangover affects different ages.
0: Yes. yeah. And
1: then by the time it got to Krista, she had sunglasses on and was asleep.
0: And just blacked out, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With a smile on her face.
1: I think of that fantasy, or not fantasy, I think of that moment all the time because, uh, man, a hangover at 45 is not a hangover at 25. No, it's not. Listen, I miss you. Do you? It's always so nice to touch base with you. Do you really miss me? I really I miss do, man. You. I, 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 if, if, if the world were open, I'd have you over. We'd, we'd, we'd sit by the pool. We'd have a, we'd have a margarita. I would, I'd bring my pitcher of margarita too. you. would bring your pitcher over. I'm supposed to write today, but uh, I, would, I would scrap writing and just join you by the pool for margaritas. That's what would happen today. You're working right now, huh? I am. I'm writing. Look, do you want to see? I'll show you. Look at this. This is just showing that shit ain't fucking around. This is the first draft wow, you're for real about it. He just pulled yeah. out a two-finger... That's about an inch of... Uh, yeah, it's way too paper. long right now. A Holy typical cow. screen, a typical screenplay, for those of you uh, not in the know, is roughly 120 pages, because they say roughly uh, a script works out to a page a minute, and you don't want your movie typically to exceed 120 minutes. Um, and this first draft is 144 pages, so there'll be lots of cutting to... To occur, but it's happening, Donald. The wheels are turning. Good for you. Good yeah, for you. Aren't you going to ask what you usually ask when I write a screenplay? Are there any black people in it? There are black people in it, and there might even be a part for you. A, a good part, or are you just going to throw me a little bone? You'll probably have to audition. <laughs> when I gave Donald my first draft of Garden State, he said, "Are no, you any- said to
0: me? I really want you to read my script. Right. I really it was want a you to read thing. my script. It was my
1: first screenplay. He was my new best friend, and I said. I'd really like you to read this, and he said, "Are there any black people in it?" And I said, um, "There's, there's one or two. One you're not right for because um, he's uh, he's an African uh, man that's been adopted by Natalie Portman's family, and the other is um is being
0: uh, played at the time you had given the part to most deaf is what you said to me.
1: No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. Really? That was yeah. method. It was method. It was always method, man. It was okay. So then it was
0: method, man. At the time, yeah. yeah. You said, you said. Yeah, and then the other part I gave to Method Man. Yeah. And I knew right then and there that I would never read that script.
1: Uh, and so Donald, Donald in protest because I had given the role uh, to to Method Man, um, never read the script.
0: It's a great movie though. Thank you. Thanks for Very it out. very very well received also.
1: Thank you. And and you're in, you know, I I I, I thank you. Oh, Dan's given thumbs up. And Donald, uh, I I didn't make the same mistake twice. And I made sure to put you in wish I was here.
0: Yeah. And I was very happy to be in that movie as well. Great movie. Mandy Potemkin, holy cow.
1: Yeah. And you were very funny in that movie. You only had- Mandy Potemkin, let's
0: let's, let's get- Mandy Potemkin, Josh Gad, holy cow.
1: Yeah. Kate Hudson, holy cow. Yeah. There's some great performance in that movie. Jim Parsons is funny as shit in that movie. Let's give a shout out to the film Wish I Was Here, which you can uh, can see. I think it's on Netflix. You know how I know it's on Netflix, at least in the United States, is uh, Joey King, who plays my daughter, has become so famous- Joey King, holy cow. Joey King steals the movie and has become so famous that Netflix has redone the poster, so it's just <laughs> Joey King's face. <laughs> Even if you don't watch the movie, do me a favor and go to your Netflix and look up Wish I Was Here, and you will see it's a picture of Joey King's head because she has become such a big star, and particularly on Netflix with, uh, with, with Kissing Booth, which was like one of their most watched movies ever. And I just thought it was funny that Netflix was like... No, we don't need uh, Kate Hudson, Zach Braff, Josh Gad, Manny Patankin on the poster. Just a shot of Joey's head. But much Amazing. deserved. She's a superstar, that guy. She cat. is a superstar. Thank you so much for listening to Fake Doctors, Real Friends. I'm your co-host, Zach Braff, along with my friend, Donald Faison, here to make you laugh, here to make you smile with a touch of nostalgia. Have a great day. Take him to church. Here's some stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses and